Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the Dungeon Cast has been brought to you by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. Their easy-to-use design tool lets you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D in-depth character creator right in your web browser. Hero Forge also offers downloadable model files for users to 3D print their unique designs at home. Their 2.0 color technology allows you to create your perfect miniature in color with advanced features like decals, makeup, war paint, and more. Design your unique miniature and get it printed in full color, no painting required. Visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often. New content is added every week. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from roaring rapids to resounding renditions. And today we are talking about the Ranger, Horizon Walker, and Fey Wanderer. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm ready um, to explore the countryside. In, well, we're exploring more of the countryside today because both of these are very planar-oriented subclasses, which is always fun. Um, I love the Ranger in theory. In practice, <laughs> it, it's still pretty cool, but unfortunately, like... It'll never be the range for fourth edition. I'll tell you that that thing was a beast. Yeah. But, um I, I, I'm going to stand behind my my personal take on the ranger, which is if you're playing a game built for rangers, it's the best class in the game. Yeah, rangers are awesome. Yeah. They're fun. Like um, Druid ranger in the party, that's a good time. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to go everywhere. Indeed. But it's going to take forever, and mm. you're not going to be able to eat good food. <laughs> you're going to eat basic food. So today we're talking about the Horizon Walker and the Fae Wanderer, and we're leading off with the Horizon Walker. I actually have built the character, the Horizon oh, Walker. Yes. And because of that, you are going to read uh, to our audience yeah. about the Horizon Walker. Yes, just and like And then the last we will time. swap duties again. Yes. We're gonna do that. What Will just said. Be my guess. Um, I lied about eating the good food. There, there's a lot of cool stuff in, especially in Tasha's. That lets you cook all super awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. 
I'll, I'll go ahead and start us off. Horizon walkers guard the world against threats that originate from other planes or that seek to ravage the mortal realm with otherworldly magic. They seek out planar portals and keep watch over them, venturing to the inner planes and the outer planes as needed to pursue their foes. These rangers are also friends to any forces in the multiverse, especially benevolent dragons, fey, and elementals that work to preserve life and the order of the planes. So the Horizon Walker magics, you, you're going to get that at third level. You learn an additional spell when you reach certain levels in this class, as shown in the Horizon Walker spells table. This spell counts as a uh, ranger spell for you, but it doesn't count against the number of ranger spells you know, which that's how a lot of spellcasters work. Yeah, uh, You're going to get protection from evil and good at third level, Misty Step at fifth level, love that spell. Uh, haste at ninth level, love also very good. Love that spell. Uh, 13th level Banishment, also very good. And 17th level teleportation circle, which I love. Yeah, um, good, good spell. High level, but like to get Especially for a ranger, which is only a half caster. Yeah, um, good magics, good mm -hmm. magics. Uh, you get detect portal at third level. So you gain the ability to magically sense the presence of a planar portal. Uh, is that like an incursion or just like a split in the reality? Like, it could be any of those things. Okay, dungeon master's discretion. Mm -hmm. Or it could be literally someone opened a portal. And you're like, <laughs> That's I true. smell it. I smell portals. <laughs> uh, as an action, you detect the distance and direction to the closest planar portal within one mile of you. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. What a campaign hook, you know? Oh, yeah. This is great. Yeah. This is great stuff. I love this. I'm excited ranger. to tell you about my character. It's very interesting. Well, I'm excited to hear it. We got the mm -hmm. planar warrior also at third level. You learn to draw on the energy of the multiverse to augment your attacks. As a bonus action, choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The next time you hit that creature on this turn, with a weapon attack, all damage dealt by the attack becomes force damage, and the creature takes an extra 1d8 force damage from the attack. When you reach 11th level in this class, the extra damage increases to 2d8. Cool, cool, mm -hmm, very cool. Mm -hmm, Scaling mm -hmm. like a cantrip there. Mm -hmm. Distance strike. At 11th level, you gain the ability to pass between the planes. Oh, you missed one if you're oh, step. Whoops. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll double back. <laughs> uh, I, know how to, I know how to get back to the path. I'm a ranger. Nice. Ethereal step. At seventh level, you learn to step through the ethereal plane, uh, which is like the pseudo plane that sits on top of the material plane, right? Yes, exactly. You can like, when travel happens, it's usually through there or like uh, over planar messages and stuff. Like mm -hmm. I think you send it through the ethereal plane. Yeah. Um, so as a bonus action, you can cast the etherealness spell with this feature without expanding a spell slot. But the spell ends at the end of the current turn. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. Yeah, so you can um, just slip into the ethereal plane for a round. Yeah, that's pretty freaking yeah, cool. It is pretty cool. Um, it could be really useful, especially if there's like uh, mm -hmm. something that you need, an area you need to traverse that's difficult. Yeah. Uh, kind of bypass everything. Mm -hmm. Distant Strike. At 11th level, you gain the ability to pass between the planes in the blink of an eye. When you take the act, attack action, you can teleport up to 10 feet before each attack to an unoccupied space you can see. If you attack at least two different creatures with the action, you can make one additional attack with it against a third creature. So just wow. like uh, hit, teleport, hit, teleport, hit, teleport. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Nice stuff. Okay, Spectral Defense. You're getting high up there, level 15 ability. Your ability to move between planes enables you to slip through the planar boundaries to lessen the harm done to you during battle. When you take damage from an attack, you can use your reaction to give yourself resistance to all of that attack's damage on this turn. So you just take half damage. That's a cool, I like this, even at a level 15 feature, that's pretty good. Like, let me just, boom, I'm gonna take half damage. This is an excellent feature, and because you could do this every freaking turn. It's great. As long as you have a reaction. I. I 
the Rangers so has like this really really traditional vibe when we talk about it. A lot of games, but not this, this one. <laughs> this one, yeah, it's like, well, the planes are part of nature. Like, why this wouldn't a ranger be able to specialize? In that? Exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Good stuff. Um, anything you want to ask and or add before we talk about my character? Um, is there any like cool ranger like you're gonna get your favorite terrain stuff? And, yeah, like, you get all, all, all yeah. the regular ranger stuff. On top favorite of it. enemy and all that. Yes, like just uh, track back to one of our other ranger episodes <clears> and like we we covered it pretty deep, pretty pretty in depth. Um, Indeed, I think that was an uh, an Eric Silver episode, the last one we did. I believe which we so. covered the we revisited the ranger like the day before Tasha's came out or something. Right, like we that. really did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it completely changed. <clears throat> yes. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm good. I want to hear about your character. Alrighty, so my character is a human, variant human, of course, uh, named Valentinius Varus, uh, or as others know him, Valentine the Vagrant. Oh man! So Valentinius, I, I really, I, I tapped into the whole multiverse idea with this guy. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Valentinius comes from a world where uh, techno magic got really advanced. And his society really started tapping into the energies of the planes and okay. using that to power their technology. He was a pretty basic engineer, like not um, like he wasn't like inventing stuff, but he was working in certain lab uh, situations where he was he was near to the the bleeding edge of a lot of this stuff, even if he wasn't like part of like the development. Okay, he was just part of like kind of the maintenance squad, if you will. Sure. Um, whatever this bleeding edge tech was, it caused a rift to open. Now, what happened? It's the plot of is the mist. Unclear. It could have been uh, an abyssal incursion. Mm. Maybe it was a far realm incursion. Something happened, and the incursion began to swallow the entire world in chunks. And in a last ditch effort, as everything is falling apart, Valentinius gets his family brings them to this facility where Ooh. they have other bleeding tech because he knows that there is a uh, a stargate or a portal if you will. He's got to get his family the hell out of here. So he does. But unfortunately, the it's a prototype and it's not fully tested. Oh, so no. it's a risk, but there's no other choice. The, yeah. the whole world's falling oh, apart. We fall in the vacuum. His entire family goes in and much like uh the Fantastic 4, they get uh, bombarded by cosmic energy, changes their uh their uh, DNA mm-hmm. causes changes to them, mutations, if you will. And they also, they get scattered across the, oh, the multi-plane. So yeah. he loses his family. No. And he gets cast into um, just compl- a completely inhospitable plane. Um, a wasteland, like an abyssal wasteland. Okay. But uh, he gets basically cast into the, the nether where, like, all the broken worlds have just been kind of shattered, Right. And he has been spending the last decade trying to find his family. Okay, I don't think you watched uh, Loki, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, good. Okay, this is good. <laughs> okay, cool. Good to know. So he's just for the record, because Will doesn't know what <laughs> what the reference is that he made. So there you go. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, I was really excited about this guy. Don't tell me this stuff. What's no, you only. It's only like one little detail. Oh, okay, it's okay. Cool. Like okay. the character, the character as all. You just like. I am in this place at the end of blah blah blah. Like all the stuff accumulates. Like what was the last thing you said about like, I said that area? All you the shattered. Like it, it's basically in the in between where all the shattered worlds of like. Yeah, there's a place like that in Loki. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's like that. That's it's where, not that. That's where he ends up for a little bit, but um, 
the the, infu- the infusion of the cosmic energy has given he he has kind of an instability going on. Okay. Where it's very difficult for him to be stable in any given reality, mm. and he involuntary involuntarily uh, transfers from like plane to plane. Okay. Across uh, shattered world after shattered world. Okay. And he he slowly learns to control it, but um. Basically, I got almost like a Mad Max feel with this guy where he's just got the goggles and, you know, he's got a pistol and okay. he's, he's out here just surviving in, in the wilderness and like real grungy, real like grungy, style yeah, absolutely okay. looking for his family across the shattered cosmos. His flannels all dirty. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. But he he specializes at this point. Like he's just got experience fighting aberrations and fucking bizarre, uh, like planar beings that he comes across. Right. And, uh, you know, again, I, I specialize with the pistol. So I think I took, let me see here. Let me pull up features and traits, feats, the horizon so, walker, the wanderer. You're like a wanderer. He's a wanderer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I took the gunner feet. So he ignores the loading property of firearms and being within five feet of a hostile creature doesn't pose a disadvantage on his range attack rolls. Um, I gave him a automatic pistol, cool. which comes from his world, and he's barely been able to maintain it. He also has a whip. Um, he also has the alert feature because he's hyper paranoid. He's yeah. just in constant danger. I love that feature. I think for the terrains, I tried to pick the most like inhospitable. So, oh yeah, his favorite enemies are aberrations and elementals, which makes sense because he's he's out here in it. Desert, mountain, and arctic. So basically, I was trying to think of like, what are like the when I think about like in, interdimensional wastelands, like what are like the most inhospitable, like the type, worst ones to the wind worst up ones, in, like, yeah, like, and a vast red desert of yeah. death. You know what I mean? Like endless mountains of of stone with nothing to eat. You know, obviously frozen tundra. So those are his three special. Like the Grand Theft locations. Auto meme when you fucking teleport, you're like, ah, oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, Again, archery, because archery gives him a plus two bonus to attack rolls made with ranged weapons. Bam. Mm-hmm. So that's for his gun. Um, so many rangers that. I, like, play with or DM for mm-hmm. or, what, or, like, see mm-hmm. are not archers. And it, like, bothers me <laughs> to some level. Oh, really? Yeah, like, because uh, I have this idea of such a trope is embedded in me. Like, Well, I mean, the, most rangers, if they're out surviving the wild, they should have a bow because you need that to hunt for the most part. Unless right. you're trapping. I guess you could be a trapper. But, like, the, the main... It's a weird skill to be like, nah, I don't need it. It's like, really? Because that could, like, up your survival by, like, a factor of 10. I think the next chance I get, I'm gonna make like a like a fully dedicated range character that can shoot like a bajillion arrows a, a turn. For sure. I'm just gonna see what it's like. Maybe it sucks, and that's why no one does it. No, it's really fun. That's what it it's, sounds it, like. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, but I think I don't know. Like when I was warlocking, man, like mm-hmm. basically doing that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, my AC is trash. Oh right, there is that as well. So Although have, dexterity should you know I have help. to stand back there. Yeah, that's true. So for spells, uh, he's got Hunter's Mark, Jump. I, I just picture him like almost like in a limbo-like situation, whereas there's just like moats of earth far from each other, and he's got to like leap between them. Mm. So I gave him the Jump spell, Protection from Evil and Good. Dark Vision, you know, because he's a human. And I kind of picture that like coming in with the goggles. Yeah. I picture a lot of this stuff kind of like integrated with the tech that he's brought from his dead world. You're like a really cool like uh, like post-apocalyptic uh, like side-scroller character. Side scroller, like a platformer character, almost. Yeah, I feel like a platformer yeah, character. sure, absolutely. And yeah, I went with a post-apocalyptic theme here. 
Uh, oh, yeah, so his gun. Um, I took the Conjure Barrage spell, which, does this have a, there we go. You throw a non-magical weapon or fire a piece of non-magical ammunition in the air and create a cone of identical weapons that shoot forward and then disappear each creature in a 60-foot cone. Must succeed on dexterity. So I just picture him, like, literally, like, launching, like, a, almost like a mortar-like thing from his gun, and then it pff, scatters out. I pictured him throwing his gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not going to throw his and gun. And then there were like 30 guns. Yeah, <laughs> that's so stupid, no. And then he's got to go get his gun. No, that's so dumb. That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. Um, and then like uh, there's lightning arrow, which the next time you make a ranged weapon attack during a spell's duration, the weapon's ammunition, or the weapon itself, if it's a thrown weapon, it's not, transforms into a bolt of lightning. So again, this is just magic tech. Cool he's weapon, able to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Launch lightning at whatever he's dealing that's with. That's awesome. Um, etherealness he gets. So that's basically it for the spells. I'm trying to think, is there anything else going on with him? He's teleporting into your world and shooting you in the head. Yeah, so he, uh, he's he got he's an outlander, so he's got the wanderer feature, which is basically he never gets lost, which he's always lost, so he, can't, he can never be lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, uh, I think for a campaign, if... You know, obviously, you you want your character to fit into your DM's world. So I think for this guy, if it was like a more classic like campaign, I would just have like you know his his involuntary teleportation kicked in and brought him here, and you know he he's looking for his family. So he's like, well, maybe they're here. Yeah, he's like, uh, I gotta figure out what I gotta do next to jump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, um, and I would ideally, I would love this guy in an outer plane type campaign. You know, where it's like he really fits. And I just like his, his stoic mystery. Like, you know, you, I, I, fe I feel like he's like a legend. You know what I mean? Like, so he might just be an NPC that your your PCs hear about. Like, oh, yeah, Valentine the Vagrant rolled through here. You know, he killed like five aberrations and like saved this child. And then he just left. He didn't even say hi to anybody. He just like left. Um <laughs> Old Steve said he went into the woods and vanished when he broke the tree line. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, so that's Valentinius Varus. You know, old think, Steve, that old that codger, <laughs> that drunk. Uh, so, I mean, I I like Valentinius Varus. He's, yeah, he's a awesome. cool character. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice. 
a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. And, I would um, DM it like, the party is planar jumping and they don't know why, and it's mm-hmm. this dude's fault. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, and they're, they all have to go with him. Yeah, and he's always looking for like clues, like, oh, do, you, do you, have you seen anybody of these descriptions? My son, my daughter, my my wife, my brother, like, mm-hmm. you know, any of that stuff. So he's, he's he's got a good goal to always keep moving forward. The barbarian would be like Drax in this campaign. He's like, I'm, I gotta kill fucking Thanos. Yeah, exactly. So I'll just roll with you until we show up on that guy. Right. Exactly. I'll help you. You help me. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, any questions? No, this is really cool. I really cool. like this. Thank you. Let's take a short rest. Short rest. This episode of the Dungeon Cast has been brought to you by Roundabout Editing. Congratulations, you've written a book. It's time to edit. Let Roundabout Editing do the work for you. Roundabout Editing offers full-length novel edits, package deals, payment plans, and free writing and editing counseling before and after your initial paid edit. They even include an optional book review written by them to help kickstart your marketing process. All you have to do is go to roundaboutediting.com and fill out a contact form today. That's www.roundaboutediting.com. We're back. We've In- returned. Indeed, we have. Um, and it's time to talk about the Fey Wanderer, which you've built today. I built it. So I'll tell the folks the about it, and then you'll tell the folks about your character. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Sure. So the Fey Wanderer. A Fey mystique surrounds you, thanks to the boon of an arch Fey, the shining fruit you ate from, a talking tree, the magic spring you swam in, or some other auspicious event. However, you acquired your fey magic. You are now a fey wanderer, a ranger who represents both the mortal and the fey realms. As you wander the multiverse, your joyful laughter brightens the hearts of the downtrodden, and your martial prowess strikes terror into your foes. For great is the mirth of the fey, and dreadful is their fury. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right. So starting at level three, you get the the feature Dreadful Strikes. Um, you can augment your weapon strikes with mind-scarring magic drawn from the gloomy hollows of the Feywild. When you hit a creature with a weapon, you can deal an extra 1d4 psychic damage to the target. Yeah. Uh, you know, both both these uh, subclasses really got cool damage types that are very, very effective. Force for the Horizon Walker mm-hmm. and Psychic for the Fey Wanderers. It's good. Really cool. Um, Horizon uh, when, Walker was a Xanathar, right? Yes, it was. And this is a Tasha's. Yes, it is. Uh, extra 1d4 psychic damage to the target, which can which can take this extra damage only once per turn. The extra damage increases to 1d6 when you reach 11th level in this class. Um, also at their level, you get the Fey Wanderer magic, similar to the Horizon Walker magic. You learn an additional spell when you reach certain levels in this class, as shown in the Fey Wanderer spells table. Each spell counts as a ranger spell for you, but doesn't count against the number of ranger spells you know. Spells are as follows. Third level, you get Charm Person. Fifth level, Misty Step. Ninth level, Dispel Magic. Thirteenth level, Dimension Door. 
and 17th level mislead. Again, very good list. All very handy and useful. See the mislead spell. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with that one, but the first four, all very handy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mislead says you become invisible. Uh, it's one action, self-concentration up to an hour. Uh, you become invisible at the same time that an illusory double of yourself appears where you're standing. Oh. The double lasts for the duration, but the invisibility ends if you attack or cast a spell. You can use your action to move your illusory double up to twice your speed and make it gesture, speak, and behave in whatever way you choose. It's literally, speaking of Loki, this is literally what Loki does all the time. Yeah, he does this yeah, shit, for he, sure. He sends his illusion that way, and then he goes that way. You can see through its eyes and hear through its ears as if you were located where it is, just like the Find Familiar, kind of. Um, on each of your turns, as a bonus action, you could switch from using its senses to using your own, or back again. While you are using its senses, you are blinded and deafened. Yeah, it's just like the Find Familiar thing, um, mm -hmm. which is a pretty common spell. Nice, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. You get another, there's another bit to this same feature. You also possess a preternatural blessing from a fey ally or a place of fey power. Choose your blessing from the Feywild gifts table or determine it randomly. Um, so, or, or make it up on your own. It doesn't say that, but like totally make it up on your own if you want. Okay. Um, but here are the six that it provides. So, um, illusory butterflies flutter around you while you take a short or long rest. Okay. Fresh seasonal flowers sprout from your hair each dawn. Oh, that's a nice one. <laughs> you faintly smell of cinnamon, lavender, nutmeg, or another comforting herb or spice. So you just smell nice. That one's the least interesting thus far. But it's a nice smell, so that's cool. That's a cool role play thing. Yeah, like sure. Like you're cool to camp with because it yeah. smells like cinnamon. <laughs> your shadow dances while no one is looking directly at it. That's fun. Horns or antlers sprout from your head. That's cool. Uh, or you're just a satyr. Your skin and hair change color to match the seasons at each dawn. That's super cool, too. I really like all nice. those. Nice. Those are fun. Cool. You get one of these? Uh, you get one of these, yes. You okay. Have to roll. You, do you want to roll on the table to see what you get? No, I want to reflavor mine okay. uh, based well, off I mean, of my character because yes. I, I took a watery yes, class. Yes, you did. All right. So uh, also at level three, you get otherworldly glamour. Um, your fey qualities give you a supernatural charm. As a result, whenever you make a charisma check, too bad I dumped your charisma earlier, bro. <laughs> uh, you gain a bonus to the check equal to your wisdom modifier. Um, oh, okay, so yeah, no, it's a good thing that I dumped your charisma. You don't need it. Nice. <laughs> in addition, you gain proficiency in one of the following skills of your choice. Deception, performance, or persuasion. I did I'm take I'm sorry that I dumped your charisma again. Uh, no, it's okay. I let Will pick my stats I while did. I was like setting lights up and stuff. Yes. I was like, oh, I didn't do this part. Here, you do it. Like, I was just like, I, tr okay. I trust you. And, and I didn't think it was that important to like min-max it that way. Nah. Yeah, so I just like whatever whatever <laughs> comes out, like I'm, I'm willing to lean in. So at level seven, you get your next feature called Beguiling Twist. The magic of the Feywild guards your mind. You have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened. Nice, that's standard face stuff. Yeah. In addition, whenever you or a creature you can see within 120 feet of you succeeds on a saving throw against being charmed or frightened, you can use your reaction to force a different creature you can see within 120 feet of you to make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC. If the save fails, the target is charmed or frightened by you. So you, it's like you're pulling the magic and reversing it? Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna go with like a mirror-y, like I'm going with a lot of like uh, watery ice, like mirrors, like okay, misdirection, cool. stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, so I was thinking like a mirror could reflect the spell and a series of mirrors could re-reflect it with like my image in it to nice. like scare the other creature. I like oh, that. That would be some cool flavor. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a successful save. 
At 11th level, you get your next feature called Fae Reinforcements. The royal courts of the Feywild have blessed you with the assistance of Fae beings. That's dope. You know summon Fae, a uh, spell in Chapter 3 of Tasha's. It yeah. doesn't count against the number of your ranger spells you know, and you can cast it without a material component, because who keeps track of those anyways? You can also cast it once without a spell slot, and you regain the ability to do so when you finish a long rest. Whenever you start casting the spell, you can modify it so that it doesn't require concentration. If you do so, the spell's duration becomes one minute for that casting, so you kind of do it as a ritual, semi-ritual? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, man, the more people I talk to about components, like the more varied the response. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's very table to table. Here's I feel the like. question: Leave in the comments whether you ignore or use material components in and, your game. And I think we've asked that before, and we yeah. and we get that mixed response. But it would be cool. It would be interesting to hear like who's really who's really keeping a lot of track yeah. of that. I always ignore it, and the only times I don't ignore it is when I decide to okay for this campaign we're gonna keep track of it, but. What we're gonna do is we're just going to have this ephemeral idea of components, and you can spend X amount of gold, however you want, on components. Yeah. And like whatever the value of you that you have to spend of components to cast a spell, we'll just say you have the correct components. Yeah. I'm Anyways. also I'm also a fan of like yeah. you get the components once, and they don't like necessarily mm. get consumed every right. or whatever, and sure. now you just have them, or like we just explain yeah. like. Okay, now I did what I need to do to do the spell, and now yeah. I can just do the spell. For mine, I would say they are when we're using just like the the umbrella term components. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah, it does get expended, so it's just an, an X amount of gold. You right, have to so you you spend. have to yeah. like okay, I have to keep track. Like I can't cast fireball because all my bat shit ran out or whatever. Right, exactly. Does that <laughs> spell consume that? Like, I don't know. You, it doesn't matter because right. I'm using components and yeah. your components ran out. Right. So like basically, it's like the last like X component. Mm -hmm. And the list could cast any spell, mm -hmm. like exactly. almost like rations. Like you are going to be fed for the day. Yes, but like you have seven of them. Yes, and exactly. I don't care that's if they're, do they're hard-boiled eggs or what. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool. That's cool. So finally, at level fifteen, you get your final feature called Misty Wanderer. You can slip in and out of the Feywild to move in a blink of an eye. You can cast Misty Step without expending a spell slot. You can do so a number of times equal to your Wisdom modifier, which should be pretty high at this point. Yeah. And you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Mm -hmm. In addition, whenever you cast Misty Step, you can bring along one willing creature you could see within five feet of you. Oh, that's, wow. That's really nice. The creature teleports to an <laughs> unoccupied space of your choice within five feet of your destination. Also, super smooth. If you know, like, a really beautiful but also safe place in the Feywild to take your first date, like, pff, man. Ooh. Ooh. Very smooth. Very super smooth. <laughs> Level 15, but smooth. I like I like the direction you went with this. It's very like personal, like interconnected, like human to human thing. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's why I was laughing. Okay. So my character. Oh yeah. Tell us about your character, bro. Is Misty Dan. Misty Dan. Misty Dan was born today. Hi, Misty Dan. Hi, Misty Dan. Uh, so was born five minutes ago. So Misty Dan swam through seven rings in the ocean because they're a Triton. And got Fey powers and like traveled to the Fey Wild and got stuck there. Um, seven rings. I'm confused. Yeah, like set like seven rings, like in Star Fox or whatever. He like went through, he went through like a portal. Okay, this is like the short, the short. Okay, the short of it. Okay, um, but it looked like seven rings and nice. he had to swim through them consecutively. Okay, and Misty Dan is like an exploratory kind of dude. Okay, obviously um, he's a ranger. Yeah, uh, I haven't taken the hermit background. He never really fit into normal society. He felt hard to. 
understand. Like he was difficult to understand or he had a difficult time understanding others. Okay. And it wasn't like a sociopathic thing. Yeah. It was more like, I just see the world differently than yeah, you do. Yeah, there's just a disconnect. And when he went to the Feywild, there was a, con a regular connect. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. So he's he's fey-minded. He's fey-minded and like he he's into like, like, you know what? Like if I don't have to live in this plane, I don't have to live in the ocean. I could live wherever I want. Mm -hmm. But he likes the ocean. So uh, Misty Dan became more of like a coastal triton. Uh, so he walks cool. he walks the coastline. I picture him walk, walking like a delta, mm -hmm. uh, where it's like a lot of flat, like pools of water, almost kind of swampy mm -hmm. at some times, especially more inland. Yeah. But like a very rich coastal area with like a lot of life and a lot of plants where mm -hmm. he's going to like, Basically, hang out and thrive. Mostly in the material plane or in the Fey. Mostly in the material plane. I think okay. I think this is one of those things where they spend a lot of time in in the Fey mm -hmm. and could go there if they felt like it. Mm -hmm. But like, like they, they went there once for a long time and now they're back. And now they're back and they live in a place where like the Fey spill into the material plane. Like mm. they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm a material plane guy, but I like to be in this thin place where like I'm gonna see some cool, a little bit of both. Yeah, like okay. the fairies thing. I want um, the my fey gift, I mm -hmm. want to flavor it so when they look, their their reflection is in a, like a pool of water, mm -hmm. that it's gonna kind of do the shadow thing, like it's gonna do different shit than oh, what they're fun. doing. Oh, that's fun, I like yeah. that, that's really cool. It doesn't, does the reflection have to be in water or is it just his reflection all, all times? I think in the water. Okay. Um, may, may, yeah, that would be interesting. I didn't think about like a regular mirror, like mm -hmm. how often are you really gonna see, like how rare are mirrors? Probably you know? like, fairly rare in your location. It's, that's what it sounds like to me. I, I learned from a Beholder episode that like you can scrub stones to make the fir like, first mirrors were just like like metals and stuff that were like polished mm. really nicely to oh, like bear or reflection. I forgot about that fact. That was a fact, <laughs> okay. a Beholder fact. Um, so uh, good times. Yeah, I, no, I'm thinking it's just in while it's in the water because he's got like a spiritual connection to that. Um, like maybe the reflection in the water will like tell them what to do next with like some sort of like, um, like physical signage or something like That's that. That's kind of cool, I like that. Um, or like warn of danger, mm -hmm. like be pointing the, to the to the party, like oh fuck, like watch out, because um, I can see Misty Dan it's like, like it's a little bit like a less mischievous uh, Peter Pan's shadow. Sort of, yeah, yeah. like uh, like more mildly concerned, mostly or right. just chilling. <laughs> the mildly concerned shadow. That would be a cool like flavor thing, like yeah, uh, as long as it didn't affect statistics. Um, yes. So let's see what I gave Misty Dan a lot of. Oh, oh I called him Misty Dan. That's probably he was probably his name was probably just. Dan of the sea or some shit like that. And, <laughs> and when he left the ocean, he is constantly spritzed. He looks yeah. like he's constantly, I like just, that's his fate touch, I he looks wet. I love how you never, you almost never give your characters like a fantasy name. You always just give them like a mundane our world name. <laughs> kind of. Like, so was his name Daniel or can we like say like his name was Dan Tanneran? Dan Tanneran? Uh, no, oh, I have okay. a I have an NPC oh. like suspiciously close to that name. Oh really? Yeah. Oh interesting. I mean, we played in that game the other day. Um, Dan Tanneran, Ran Tannen. Oh, like, I forgot like that. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, that's for the future. Um, it's his so, evil brother. Yeah, I mean, for my game, I'm doing a lot of really cool names. Yes, you so are. like, you I are. like for the dungeon cast to put a little like a little like. This character's for me for fun. Yeah. I'm not gonna play it. If somebody wants to play Misty Dan or like I just picture a lot of people that listen to the show like picking up these characters for NPCs in their game because they think it's funny. Yeah. yeah. And I know that that's the case because people tell us that's what they do. Yeah, so, that's cool. Like, have fun with Misty Dan, guys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, well tell um, us more about Misty Dan. Misty Dan, uh I took the um Dan Tanneran. Let, let me Dan Tanneran. Dan Tanneran, uh Misty Daniel. 
what the fuck? Um, okay, favorite. Let's let's do favorite enemies and stuff like that. So I have nature, stealth, survival for my proficiencies. Makes sense. Like a hermit wanderer. Um, my favorite favorite enemies are beasts and elementals. I feel like those are I'm gonna have to deal with those a lot. Yeah, I um, think so. I didn't pick Fey. I didn't see them like fighting the Fey. I right. picture them like working. The, I know there's like evil Fey yeah, stuff, it's but not they just like avoid it. Enemy. I'm not know? going in there to fuck around. Yeah. Um, Favorite terrains are coast, grassland, and forest, because I always build my characters to level 10, mm-hmm. so I get three of those. Those are the main areas. I see them, like, kind of frequenting. Swamp, maybe, I almost took, mm-hmm. but I thought that was kind of... Or, like, marsh. Right. I don't know. Gra- mm-hmm. I thought grassland covered it. Sure. Uh, fighting style, I took the thrown weapon. Um, What's he throwing? So you, you can draw a weapon that has the throne property. Uh, definitely, like, some sort of fucking lance, fishing spear, or triton. Nice. Because, like, when else am I going to use... It doesn't feel appropriate to use that as, like, I'm a human fighter from the mainland. i got a fucking triton. Although that would be sick. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I picture, that like... That sounds really good. No, I, I literally do that. This is what I picture when you said that. I picture a gladiator mm-hmm. a, with a net and a fucking trident. Because you throw the net, and then once you got him under the net, you Start fucking, stabbing yeah, him. Yeah, It doesn't exactly. have to be a trident, either. I'm pretty sure that's, like... Anything that, for stabbing, that net's going to work it's well. A common, it's a common pairing. That's good. That's, I mean, okay, so I have a net, and I have... <laughs> Hell yeah, you do. Um, I have a trident that's shaped like a crab. So it's nice. a, it's four-pronged, actually. Hell yeah. It looks so like it's a, a crab. A quad, a quadrant. A quadrant. Because <laughs> there's Damn a bident in the trident. Yes, tr- T-R-I so, for, t- for three. Yeah. <laughs> so quad is four. Like a square. Okay, but you, this you is keep talking. Prongs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and name this thing, because I don't like quadrant. Um, okay. <laughs> Strike, uh, Fey Wanderer magic. We covered all this stuff. Let me find like the. I, I took the healer feet. Um, what is that? Let me find that shit. <laughs> what are you? What are you googling? I'm trying to. Okay, so I was looking up like what would a four prong trident be called? Okay. And this person says it would either be called a quadrant or a fork. A fork. <laughs> <laughs> I carry a large fork. It looks evil. And then I think about pitchforks have four prongs. So oh, you have a pitch well, you made it. I have a pitchfork. You have a pitchfork. I have a net. pitchfork. It's stylized to look like crab stuff. Okay, I got some feats. Cool. <laughs> I, I took, hope you have two of them at least. Yes, I took the healer feat. So when you use the healer's kit to stabilize dying creatures, that creature also regains one HP. As an action, you can spend one use of healer's kit to tend to creature and restore 1d6 plus 4 HP to it, plus additional HP equal to the creature's maximum number of hit dice. Uh, The creature can't regain HP from this feature again until it finishes a short or long rest. And I mostly picture myself using this on animals. Okay, I was about to ask you, like, why why take the healer feet? So you're out here, like, men for nature. myself like, and the animals. You gotta yeah. you gotta heal them shark bites. I gotta heal, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, water is my element, but there's like I'm walking around in the forest and I might get like, you know, a rash or whatever. Sure. I like want to heal that <laughs> shit up or like stabbed. I don't want to get gangrene and die. Yeah, absolutely not. So that's um, why. In an unrelated note, I'm looking up um, yeah, different types Aquaman. of tridents. And we got the new, uh, the newest Aquaman. He's got a five-pronged trident. Well, it's inherently not a trident anymore. Well, yeah, right? yeah. I'm not sure what it like is. Like you said, it is some sort of multi-pronged <laughs> stabbing device. Indeed. It's, it's, the, it's the hand of stab 
It's the hand of stab. It does look like a hand. It's the hand of stab. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I was fey touched on my next ability. Uh, my feet. My ability score increased. Take the feet. Uh, you learn the misty spell, misty step spell, and one first level divination enchantment spell of your choice, and can cast each of these spells without expending a spell slot, recharging on a long rest. Uh, I took beast bond as one of my spells. Um, but let me look up exactly what it does. Beast Bond 5e. So I can, like, explain uh, why. I thought it would be cool to, like, have, like, an animal flavor with this character. And, like, have them close with animals somehow. This, uh, yeah. uh, it's one action touch, lasts 10 minutes. You establish a telepathic link with one beast you touch that is friendly to you or charmed by you. The spell fails if the beast's intelligence is four or higher. Until the spell ends, the link is active while you and the beast are within light so you're enough Aqu sight. you're Aquaman. You're Aquaman. I did a little bit of Aquaman You stuff. did. Um, sorry, last thing about the, the four-prong trident. Um, I Google image search four-prong trident. There's a lot of both pitchforks and regular forks. Oh, that's like a fucking kitchen fork. I Indeed. could eat a garden salad with that. Yeah, you could. And it looks I'm, like I could massage my skull with one of those other ones I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm done now. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, the link is active. The beast gains advantage on attack rolls against any creature within five feet of me. So I can, yeah, I can Aquaman a dude up. Cool. That sounds yeah. awesome. Or tell it not to kill. Like, What's his personality like? Is he nice? Yeah. He it, seems like um, he would be. I think the the adventuring hook for him would be to like, I like you. I like you randos that rolled through my fucking forest. Like, I'm going to roll with you. I'm going to help you. Okay, cool. And like, you helped us. I'm going to go with you. Like real chill. Like, yeah. uh, like shaggy, but not afraid. Nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah, like a real hippie boy. Mm. Um, fey touch, but like just kind of gonna do random shit sometimes, like uh, fey ish uh, mentality stuff. Like um, almost like a druid feel here. Mm. Real, real adjacent, but mm. like I'm gonna get all that cool ranger stuff. I was like, yeah, man, you wanna explore the marsh? I can take you. Nice. I can I take like you it. there. Yeah, he's still super yeah. chill. Yeah, he's, he's a real chill dude. Um, you know, not a stranger to drugs. <laughs> okay. Uh, stuff like that. Some people call him Druggy Dan. A Druggy Dan. No, Mist, Misty Dan. He's gonna like. He's gonna like cheesecloth some liquid into a spray That's bottle. Horrifying, bro. <laughs> oh, lift your tongue. The show is not for kids. I no, just want to let you know for, that right the now. The show is not for your kids, and people are really mad about it sometimes. They are. <laughs> Sorry. And that sucks for them. Yeah. I just do the thing. I, I just do things I like. On I this like show. this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we ready to get ready for a long rest? Uh-huh. All right. Let's take a long well, rest. Well, do you have any wait, questions wait, wait, about wait. Misty Dan? Nah, he's self-explanatory. Misty Dan's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I like um, him. I think he's fun. A I like to name my proficiencies because like, he, it helps tell the oh, story, right? So it. I didn't actually take animal handling, but I have a plus two in it. Um, <clears throat> strength and dexterity for my saving throws. It's pretty cool. Mm. Seems weird <laughs> no, no that's yeah that's but yeah dangerous. also uh so i'm proficient in medicine nature performance religion stealth and survival religion yeah i don't know how that happened actually <laughs> when, i don't know when that got picked okay but um you know what like <laughs> that could be some background shit like maybe i'm proficient in religion because no, maybe that's why you never vibe <clears throat> with your society because they were really orthodox yeah, like I was thinking. Okay, like they trained me in it, but I'm not. I'm not. I know a lot yeah. about it, but I'm not about it. <laughs> All right, long rest time. <laughs> okay, I like. I like Misty Dan. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it everybody goes. welcome to the long rest. Will's trying to Wait, make minions canonical the on the show. <laughs> no, I'm not. I had also, to tell everyone. I had to alert them that you're trying to make our boy a minion. 
I have to say yes, because that's a deal. Well, what's the beam power? We never came out with the ray. Give him the feature All right. and detail. So, I can't just say that. Did we turn we him yellow are, and long? Does he love no. bananas? No, it's the other thing. Do minions love bananas? Is that a thing? I've never seen the movies. They constantly are talking about them, so I oh, think so. okay, interesting. I've um, only kind of watched the movies. They're on, and I just sort of coast. I'm more of a Mega Mind fan myself. Anyways. Okay, I don't think that's... Indespicable me. I don't even think that's like a... That's a weird comparison to make. Despicable Me and Megamind, they're very comparable. I don't They I, were often compared when the movies came out. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, I didn't I didn't watch Megamind. Oh, Megamind's excellent. I love it. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, we're building a beholder. This is our last one of the year, guys, and for the feature, we're No, wait, no. We, we're building one more beholder after this, aren't we? Are we? I thought we're four, and we've built three. Right, but like this is the final feature on the third one. Oh, you're right. Th we're like, are we still on Grick? Yeah, or Rick the Grick. We gotta give Rick uh, one more thing. That's why I was saying you're turning our boy into a, to a minion. Sorry, sorry, Rick. Uh, so for the feature, <laughs> right at the end here, you're just gonna slide this one through. What a long rest. This is the part of the show where we build a beholder and get ready for bed. And tell you we love you. I gotta get back on that. That was a short rest thing. We don't do those. There's ads now. <laughs> so for the feature that we picked, um, that I picked. We <laughs> <laughs> Tell him what you did to our boy. I don't know why he can't stop laughing. <laughs> um, Rick is getting Valentinius's goggles. Um, single goggle. He's got the one central eye. So he's just got a big <laughs> ocular goggle right on, right on the center Come of Come get body. us, DreamWorks. I'm fucking ready. You, you tell them about the beam now. Okay. Um, I'm crying. <laughs> uh, let's see. We gotta pick a. We did not pick a beam. I was de I was completely unhinged. I've never seen Despicable Me, so I didn't think of minions. <laughs> but goggles are cool, and I think a single ocular goggle on the center of this big dumb rancher is hilarious. It's not dumb. <laughs> uh, okay. What do we want? What do we want for the beam? Do well, we I have to come for the Fey Wanderer thing. So, what is some of the Fey stuff that you could do? Fey Wanderer, uh, you learn an additional spell. But I don't want it to fire a just a spell. Um, it smells like cinnamon. Uh, it smells like Grix, whatever that smells like. Otherworldly glamour. Fey qualities give you spectral, supernatural charm. Okay, it's got a Fey Wild. Here we go. Fey Wild Gifts Ray. You roll a d6, and one of the Fey Wild Gifts. Poofs at it. Yes! I love it! <laughs> so either illusory butterflies or the faint smell of <laughs> <laughs> The conviction with which it was said is like just part of the magic here. Okay. Uh, fresh seasonal flowers sprout from your hair each dawn. You faintly smell of cinnamon, lavender, nutmeg, or another comforting herb or spice. Your shadow dances while no one is looking directly at it. No. The beholder shadow dancing is really good visual. No, you know Rick probably uses this because he loves his Gricks. Yes, that's what I was going to say. He does it to it's the so, Gricks while he's alone. Yeah. He doesn't use this beam in no, combat, but no, it will this, randomly fire. This beam is for the Gricks and to make their lives better with good smells and flowers. You guys smell like shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smells great in here now. Grick is a good pet owner, and a resp he's a responsible pet owner. Rick, Rick the Rick, Grick Rick rancher. The Grick rancher. He's he's not just a pet owner. He's like their leader. Yeah, well, he's a rancher. He's so. more than he's their rancher. Yeah, indeed. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, our third beholder of the year. Our third beholder, a minion. No, he's not a minion. He's anything but. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> he has minions. He does have minions. <clears throat> that being said, we are running a contest if it hasn't ended already. I'm not sure when this episode is coming out because it's cutting it close. But we are giving away two copies of Fizzband's uh, Treasury of Dragons. Yeah, Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons. If you want to win a copy, there are two ways to enter. You can get on Twitter and or any other social media. Share your favorite episode of the show with hashtag DungeonCast. We will enter you to win um, there. And then also you can go to Instagram, like the post that announces the contest, tag two people, you can enter to win there. Yeah, we just are make sure you're following all the rules. Like, I think you have to be a subscriber as well. Yeah, we are en- We are announcing the winners on the 19th, which is the day the book is released. And you guys here live will hear about the winners as soon as we know mm-hmm. on our next recording. Yeah, and I got my, uh, I got my pre-order in already. Nice. I can't pre-order yours, guys, because I don't fucking know who won yet. Exactly. Well, maybe I do by now in like the regular time. time. This was weeks ago. Indeed. There's been a party going on for the last three <laughs> weeks. And if you guys can hear it in the background of this recording, I don't know if you can or cannot. But this is the time that we scheduled to record. And God damn it, we're doing it. So, Indeed. As a like, matter of fact, we're finishing it. I think we're calling it a game. We are about to call it a game. Uh, if my neighbors happen to listen to this, I hope you guys are having a great time. It sounds like a blast. Let's call it a game. Bye. Talk to you guys later. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.